Welcome, friends and fiends. This is your host, film critic and comedian, Nate Wyckoff. And I'm here to tell you about an exciting giveaway that Warner Brothers Discovery and Colton Classic Films LLC has put together to build your 4K Ultra HD film collection on digital. We are giving away four codes which contain digital 4K Ultra HD versions of Rebel Without a Cause, Maltese Falcon, and Cool Hand Luke. These are films that you absolutely must know as a film buff. You can get this code by being one of the lucky four people we pull from our newsletter list. So go to coltonclassicfilms.com slash newsletter and give us your email and your name and we'll sign you up for the newsletter and we will enter you in the competition. That's all you got to do. So please go ahead and do that. The contest ends on April 30th and we will send out the winning codes on May 1st. Thank you so much for being a listener. And here's your episode of Colton Classic Films Podcast. Welcome to Colton Classic. <laughs> Welcome, friends and fiends, to another mini-sode of Cult and Classic Podcast. These are the little episodes we give you on Fridays to keep you tied over until the full episodes on Tuesdays, where, of course, we discuss two thematically linked films, uh, one mainstream and one cult. So this week, I'm excited to bring you a review of 2020's Bad Hair by Justin Simeon. Uh, this is a Hulu original film, so you can stream it there. It is by Justin Simeon, as I said, who is most known for writing and directing the film Dear White People, as well as much of the series uh, as well. So this is coming from a very talented writer. And once again, like uh, Peel's Get Out, it has a great horror story told in somewhat of a, of a comedic witty fashion uh, that revolves around some sort of racial tension in the United States currently. And the tension in, in question here is uh, hair. Black people's ha natural hair has traditionally been uh, seen as unacceptable in American society. And it's really unfortunate. And hopefully this is changing. And I think that um, films that address this are only going to make the problem of, uh, of oppression more known. So the movie takes place in 1989, and as an 80s kid, I really enjoyed the vibe of this movie. It takes place in 1989 amid a sort of MTV, MTV Yo Raps kind of um, TV station which has just been taken over by a white-led company and the the uh the schmarmy white executive is played uh, very well by james vanderbeek now the character who is our protagonist is played by ellie lorraine who has been in uh mtv's series insecure and she does a really great job here sort of skirting that young adult entering the adult world and really trying to make it in the entertainment bit industry. She wants to keep her identity while at the same time joining um, those of, of her peers who have succeeded by sort of blending in with the, the white acceptable crowd. Um, and so what that means is she's uh, encouraged to change her hair in order to get ahead. And let's listen to this clip. Uh, this is actually from the trailer, but it mostly is just a conversation between Vanessa Williams, who plays her boss, Zora, and uh, Ellie's character, Anna. Who does your hair? No one? Me? Aren't you tired of it? All the stares you get. That girl is You want to be one of my girls? Yes. He's came all the way from India? Forget about where it's from. Let's focus on where it's going. 
Okay, and at the end there, you hear the voice of uh, fantastic trans actress Laverne Cox, most well known for uh, Orange is the New Black, the series. And she plays the hairstylist who gives uh, Ellie's character this new weave. Now, if you don't know, a weave is uh, a hair extension that is woven into your pre-existing hair to make it seem natural, and they can be quite tight, close to the scalp, and painful. In this case, we actually watch it be woven into her her skin quite deeply, and it's it's a freaky scene, uh, but it it just sets the whole movie in motion. Um, as it turns out, the hair that is being given to uh, Anna's Anna and her fellow TV execs and other women is actually the hair of witches that grows on a tree in a myth that they describe as the moss-haired girl, the moss-haired woman. And these witches are uh, intent on taking over the people who wear their hair uh, through their scalp. So it's kind of an out there plot, but it works really well. And it has a lot of uh, hair effects sort of straight out of Takashi Shimizu's uh, Joan and even more uh, his, his self-done reboot, The American The Grudge, which is one of my personal favorite films. Uh, so if you like that kind of spooky hair, uh, Uzumaki is another Japanese film that deals with it, then this is your game. This is your movie. The hair is crazy. It's very Medusa-esque. Um, lots of different people possessed by these witches have their hair flying all over the place and consuming other people. It's, it's a lot of fun. And it's sort of got this vampiric element because in order to feed the hair uh, so it can grow in strength, Anna has to uh, let it sop up blood. So uh, people die and there's lots of, of weirdness that occurs. Uh, I think I mentioned this film is a little comedic. There's some very witty writing involved, much as there is in Dear White People. And uh, there's a good supporting cast as well. I already mentioned Laverne Cox and Vanessa, uh, uh, Vanessa Williams. We also have Jay Farrow, who uh, he played the character of Hoffman in Unsane in 2018. And then we've got uh, Yanni King Monshin, who, apologize if I got that name incorrect, but she is, uh, you'll recognize her if you see her. She is a really great actress. She played Phyllis in Mad Men, uh, and she's, she's been in a lot of uh, TV shows and films, and it's nice to see her. Uh, on the home screen once again. And then we have uh, we have the comedian actress Lena Waithe, who is, uh, Waithe is really great. She, of course, wrote Queen and Slim, uh, the fascinating uh, crime film from 2019. Uh, she played Helen in Ready Player One, uh, Spielberg's adaptation of that novel. She's a great actress, and she does a real good job here. Uh, her, Lena and Yanni are the... Uh, sort of other producers that work alongside Ellie's character. And they're the ones that want to remain true to the original vision of the Black-led network, despite the new owners, where Ellie is, is really getting more than she ever got from her uh, other employers by um, sort of moving into the groove of white uh, acceptability. Uh, under the new company. So they become at odds. Uh, Jay Farrow, uh, as I said, uh, he plays the love interest, sort of. Uh, it doesn't go well for him. And you're not, you don't really feel that bad, to be honest. He's not a, great not a great character, but he does a good job at it. Overall, the film is a lot of fun. Uh, the, the mood is set by the music, and Kelly Rowland is in this as well as uh, one of the up-and-coming musicians. The directing is fresh. It's uh, fast moving. There really isn't anything uh, 
wrong with any of the film. I think if you were to pick out a couple of, of minor complaints, one is you're sort of supposed to feel, I think, sympathy for Anna's old boss who gets ousted in favor of Vanessa Williams characters when the new company takes over. Uh, she wants her uh, Ellie's character and her friends to go to this new project that she's starting, but Anna doesn't want to. And the reason is, is this new company is giving her a producer role where she previously had just executive assistant roles and they're taking her directions to heart with the business. So it is, it's sort of hard to feel sympathy for Anna's old boss when she never gave Anna the chance that she's getting now. So they, they sort of skirt around that a little bit. Um, it is addressed, but I don't know how fully it's addressed. And you don't have to sympathize with her former boss that much, but it does feel like you're supposed to. And I had a hard time. Perhaps it's because uh, the character struggling in an entertainment industry is very near and dear to us comedians' hearts. The other thing is that the effects are fun and they're serviceable, but they are not high budget. Um, a lot is done with a little bit of budget and it shows around some of the corners, especially when things get really hairy and the pun is intended. Uh, there, there are a little bit of, of weak visuals now and again. Um, it isn't, however, in the production design or any of the other elements like the, the soundtrack, sound design, uh, like I said, the directing, the fashion is on point. It is actually much better than the 80s fashion of the era. I uh, really loved it. It has some great costumes in this. And uh, I think it's a lot of fun. I think people should give it a watch. Even if you uh, have never seen the other Black-led horror films that are sort of uh, leading this new generation of filmmakers of color into the horror field, like Get Out or uh, Us or more recently Antebellum, I think this deserves a look. Uh, if you're, it's also interesting because if you like movies based off uh, sort of old legends, whether they're true legends or, or fiction ones, uh, I think this is an interesting one because it is, of course, based on this this idea of uh, of hair from a tree taking people over. So uh, the moss-haired girl or the moss-haired woman, they call the myth. Um, if you're interested in something similar, uh, in 2018, there was an African film called The Tokolosh that came out. That was an interesting film. You can check out my uh, written review on horrornews.net on that film. But overall, I think Bad Hair is a lot more fun than that one. Uh, it's, it's a little less serious, but the social commentary is strong and the visuals are, are good enough to get you through. So give Bad Hair a watch. It's on Hulu. I look forward to when it's available elsewhere worldwide. And this is your host of Cult and Classic Podcast, Nate Wyckoff, comedian and film critic. And I want to say thank you guys for listening. Wherever you are, stay safe and join us again next Tuesday for another episode of Cult and Classic Podcast. To play us out, as always, is the Chud with All About Evil. Remember, you can join us at cultandclassicpodcast.com. You can uh, subscribe and like our podcast. Please do so. It helps us out a lot. Recommend us to your friends. And you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash cultandclassicpodcast, where we give you zines every month, uh, stickers, collectible trading cards, all sorts of fun stuff. So hit it up. Send us emails at cultandclassicpodcast.gmail.com and have a great day. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Colton Classic Podcast. This podcast is important to me, but what's more important are the rights 
privileges and freedom from violence of everyone in this country and in this world. And that means supporting Black Lives Matter. If you'd like to make a donation, please go ahead and visit coltonclassicpodcast.com where we have a list of places you can donate and help out. And please stay safe.